What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's up, Excellence Tribe? In the last episode of the podcast, I explained how Wednesday is like halftime of a sports game and represents the opportunity for us to reflect and make adjustments for the rest of the week so we can either A, make a comeback if things aren't going too hot, or B, extend the lead if you're clicking on all cylinders. This episode, I want to extend the sports analogy and talk about planning the week. Making halftime slash midweek adjustments is definitely necessary, but planning is a prerequisite that allows our adjustments to be more effective and more targeted. To get my point across, I want to tell a story about game planning. Growing up, I hated the New England Patriots, primarily because they beat my favorite and hometown team, the Carolina Panthers, in the 03 Super Bowl. At the time, I couldn't fathom the notion of respecting another team that defeated my team. Simply put, I was a sore loser. I carried my hatred for the Patriots from 2003 all the way to 2017, a pretty long grudge. But over the past couple of years, I've come to respect the Patriots and the dynasty that they built. The main reason is because I have reflected on how remarkable it is that they played in nine Super Bowls over the course of 20 seasons, and of those nine Super Bowls, they won six. Pause to reflect on how dominant that is. In a 20-year span, they went to the Super Bowl once every two years, or about 50% of the time, and they won once every four years, or about 25% of the time. To put that in further context, my team, the Panthers, has gone to the Super Bowl twice in our 27-year history, and we lost both times. America's team, the Cowboys, haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1995. That's in over 25 years. And only two other teams have appeared in the Super Bowl more than twice since the year 2000. So every year I was right in feeling like the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. And I finally thought, how in the hell is this possible? How are they so dominant? These boys keep turning up. I'm trying to know. I'm trying to figure out. There are many explanations, but I want to focus on the week to week game plan necessary to win. During that 20 year time span, many players have come and gone. Rules have changed and other teams have gotten better, but one important variable has remained constant. Coach Bill Belichick, their head coach. And you can bet your sweet dollar that he hasn't piloted the Patriots' success by accident. You simply can't be that dominant without game planning for success. So what's his secret sauce? When it comes to game planning, Coach Belichick does it all. He limits what the other team does best. He emphasizes what his team does well in order to exploit the weaknesses of the other team. He has his staff listen to every interview given by an opponent. Hell, football fans can attest to the fact that he even cheats to win. Now, I'm not endorsing cheating, but I am endorsing the level of deliberateness Belichick employs in order to win. I want to steal a couple things from the way that Belichick approaches game planning. Not the cheating part, of course, 
but the level of deliberateness and intentionality. Belichick is known for clearly communicating to his players exactly what he wants them to do in order for the team to be successful. Here's how Belichick explains it in practice. Now, uh, I'm going to have to read this. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find the audio clip, but hopefully you still get the point. He says, tell them the four things that are most important to you that you want to see at the end of the day. So when you call the team up at the end of the day or night, you can say, here are the four things we talked about in the morning and let's grade that. Let's see where we are today. If they don't do what you tell them to do, I think you have every right to let them know about it and to make them understand that's not going to be acceptable. Or more importantly, you can't win until those things are accomplished. The first thing I'll do when I bring the team in is tell them, look, these are the things we have to do to win this game. Or more importantly, if we do these things, we're absolutely going to lose. Belichick is intentional about game planning and measuring success. Establishing specific tasks at the beginning of practice in order to grade them at the end of practice and then identifying what you must do in order to win and what you cannot do unless you want to lose is a simple but profound concept. I view it as a task that's so easy to do that it's also easy not to do. I often think about the specific things that I need to do on a daily basis and let them float around in my head as I meander throughout the day. But it wasn't until I started using checklists that it became easier for me to measure my progress on a daily and weekly basis. I've been using checklists for a little while now, so I think I have a pretty firm grasp on checklists. But one tool I'll be sharpening in the toolkit in the coming weeks is defining what I must do in order to win and what I cannot do unless I accept losing. As I game plan for the week, here are some things that I must do in order to win the week. One, have my weekly accountability meetings with my brodies. Two, plan my evenings. Uh, in particular, I typically try and schedule who I will call or talk to on my free evenings. And three, set my intentions. What are the three to five things that I'm focusing on this week? And on a daily basis, that looks slightly differently. I have to meditate, do my affirmations, do my visualizations, exercise, read, journal, make sure I hit my calorie marks, and make sure that I'm working on my creative endeavors, such as the Normalized Excellence podcast and newsletter. But here's what I cannot do unless I accept losing. I cannot go to bed past midnight. Two, I cannot miss my morning protein shake. And three, I cannot nap for longer than an hour and a half. If I do those things, I'm simply going to lose. So excellent try. I'll leave you with these three questions. One, what are the specific tasks that you will grade at the end of the week that will determine if you won or lost the week? Two, what are the one to three things you must do this week in order to win? What makes this week a success? And lastly, three, what are the things that you cannot do unless you accept the fact of losing? Write it down and be intentional. Be intentional and game plan. Normalize excellence. This has been another episode of the Normalized Excellence Podcast. If you have been inspired or motivated by something you heard today, definitely be sure to leave a four or five star rating and review. Also, subscribe and share it with your friends so we can grow the Excellence Tribe. Until next time, go out there and normalize excellence.